Hi, I'm Beck Rayner, and this is the Military Wife Life podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports, and embraces the spouses behind the military members by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. Want to join a bank that just gets Defence Life? Defence Bank is one of Australia's largest customer-owned banks. They have 33 on-base branches across Australia, an award-winning banking app that allows you to do all your banking wherever, whenever, and Defence Bank offers competitive products and services tailored for ADF members and defence spouses. Visit defencebank.com.au today and see how easy your banking can be. Welcome to the 100th episode of the podcast. Can you even believe it? What a journey this podcast has taken me and all of you on. There is so much to celebrate this week. Two years of the podcast, 100 episodes and 50,000 downloads. But what this week's milestones actually mean is that for two years, this podcast has been supporting me and has been supporting you. It means that we have all listened to 100 episodes of defense partners telling their stories, being seen and heard, allowing us to share in the ups and downs of military life, allowing us to feel that little bit less alone, providing us with advice, information and insight, so much great insight, acknowledging all that we do and sacrifice and juggle, and most importantly, For two years and 100 episodes, the podcast has been connecting us. So get comfy and enjoy listening to some of the best advice, words of wisdom, tips and tricks, insider info, real talk from a handful of defense partners who have previously shared their spouse journey with us. Here's Military Wife Life, the podcast, episode 100. So far, what would you say you've learned about defence life? I think that it's not an easy, like it's very, it can be very challenging, but I think you grow so much more than you realise and you meet some amazing people along the way and you make those friends that you don't have to see all the time, but you know they're there, if that makes sense. Those kind of friendships that are really strong. And any words of wisdom for any spouses, I guess, just starting this journey as a, as a defence spouse or uh, a mantra that you play in your head on the harder days? So this is what I was doing quite a bit was I was comparing myself to lots of other people and what they've been through. And I like it. I guess it's all relative to what, how it feels to you and don't compare yourself and also don't like look at other people thinking they have it all together because a lot of the time they don't and it's just what they're showing you. And I guess it's okay to be upset and it's okay to miss them. Like it means that they, you care about them and you love that person. Like it's not a bad thing. And if you didn't miss them and you weren't upset, then there'd be something a bit wrong with that, I think. hope for the best but you just I guess you just gotta learn to wing it when they say they're coming home pencil it into the diary because it's bound to change six seven eight nine times and more often than not they turn up early except when you're trying to book flights and things or like going that. to have a baby yes. or something like that yeah because then they send them home four weeks before the baby's due Look, it's it's not a lifestyle choice for everybody and there's a lot of things that you miss out on because of it, but there's also a lot of pluses. Like I have a brilliant family and friend network who support me and a lot of like non-defence friends who I could ring and they would drop everything to come and help me out if I needed it. Obviously defence and ex-defence, again, I 
could rename that, drop everything and come and rescue me. So I guess you've got to have pretty tough skin and you've got to be happy with your own company. So when we first did it, we didn't have kids. I had a house, we had a housemate. And then at one point we obviously decided we were too old to have a housemate and our housemate moved out. And I just, my husband would come home and I wouldn't even know, I, I wouldn't even necessarily fit him into my weekend because I was so busy. Best thing about not having him here is that I get to choose what I have for dinner every night. The worst yeah. thing about not having him here is that I have to choose what we're having for dinner every night. Exactly. <laughs> so um, when he came home last time, it took me nearly six months to get used to having him under the same roof as me all the time. And I think when they're, they're at sea for weeks on end, I think he actually misses us more than we miss him, which sounds terrible, but we're busy, we're off, we're doing stuff. He's, you know, listening to the same whales and dolphins day in, day out. And waiting until he can come so, home and see you. Or waiting until there's, you know, enough communication that we can pick up and we can FaceTime or Messenger video or whatever. And what can you say about putting your mental health first? Because sometimes it takes a while for us to come around to the fact that putting that first and nurturing that and really putting the work into that actually has a flow and effect to other areas of your life. Self-care should be a, a date or an appointment in your diary. And it shouldn't be penciled in, it should be pending because then it can't be changed. And so. self-care as in it doesn't always have to mean, you know, face masks and a bubble bath. Like that's not always self-care. To, you know, go and treat yourself to a meal out or... Take away some responsibilities, um, like whatever it is to yeah. make it okay for you to, I guess, thrive instead of just survive. I haven't brushed my hair for about 10 weeks, so... <laughs> that's that's not my self-care i'm just doing the dreadlocks at the moment so yeah, but you've been to the gym so you know but yeah i go works. to the gym so that's that's the main thing can't do everything when your husband comes home and says oh you know tomo's invited us for a barbecue and you think i don't know tomo or his wife i don't want to go go because that is you might not like tomo and his wife but there's bound to be someone else there that you do like and that person could be your new best friend. The amount of people I met when I followed my husband along to a barbecue and I didn't know anyone and I sat there in the corner for a good hour before I even dared to speak to anyone. I'm still friends with the people I met in those situations. So. Yeah, and especially like you're all in the same boat. Like you might feel really awkward going to it but I'm sure there's other people that are also feeling the exact same way and it just takes putting yourself out there and I guess sparking that conversation or having one thing in common or being able yeah. to laugh about the fact that your husbands are talking another language if you're just starting out and you don't understand <laughs> exactly what they're talking and how does that person get that nickname when their name doesn't even remotely relate to their name <laughs> So anyone who's doing MWDU mm -hmm. and is on the fence and is struggling and wanting to make the decision to reunite with their defence member, what would you say to them? Because mm -hmm. it, it is a hard decision to make. It's You just don't know whether you're making the right decision, but then you know in your gut that you're not doing okay doing MWDU. So I think my advice would be is to really, you know, look at what is lacking with the MWDU? Is it something that can be changed? Is it something that can be worked through? Or is the actual issue there that is that you need to be with your significant other to make your life more wholesome and, and sound? And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with being MWDU for years and years and years or giving it a try for a short period like we have. Because I really think you have to listen to what you know your heart says and what you actually need and what your family needs and, and what you want out of life and just weigh those options up and make the decision and don't look back. 
For me, it's something that I've actually learnt very recently. It's you can't pour from an empty cup and to reach out. So you can't help those around you unless you look after yourself first and you need to ask for help when you need it. And those around you, especially defense spouses who understand what you're going through, they can be your biggest support and don't be afraid to ask them. Like the worst they can say is, look, I'm busy today, but hey, let's get together tomorrow and hash it out, see what we can do. And for sure, like other defense spouses also know if you're putting your hand up for help that you really need it because us defense spouses are usually pretty resourceful and only ask for help when we're really desperate. Nine out of 10 defense spouses wish they found out about defense banks sooner. Okay, I might have just made that up and they do sponsor my podcast, but I've checked them out and I think they're worth a look just for their banking app alone. It's award-winning, has cool features like fast same-day payments, card alerts and controls, and pin change functionality, savings roundups, Apple Pay, Google Pay, Fitbit Pay, Garmin Pay, the list goes on. Oh, and if you really want to go to a branch, you can. There are 33 on-base branches across Australia. Banking as a defence spouse doesn't have to be hard. For more info, visit defencebank.com.au. I struggled a lot with that because I've always been been referred to as a fixer because I always want to be there for everybody else, help them out as much as possible. And I don't want to drop the walls that I'm hurting, I'm struggling. I want to be that strong person. So that was something that I did struggle with, especially reaching out with even just telling my partner that, hey, I'm struggling. I don't know what to do. I'm terrified of what you're going through. I'm terrified of what the family's going through. That was something that I really struggled with. I think if I've got anything to say to people, it's sort of like, you know what? Okay, it's hard sometimes, but if you can imagine yourself 20 years down the track when you're looking back on all that's happened in your lives and the adventures you've been on. I mean, we've been places that we would never have gone to. I've met people I would never have got to meet. I've got to do jobs that I would never have got to do and in that got to develop skills and whatnot. If you embrace it and take it for what it is and, and enjoy the ride and the ups and the downs, and it is a roller coaster and all of that, and there is you know things change and you've got to be flexible and adaptable and all of that but if you do all of that then one day down the track it's going to be your turn and you're going to get to call the shots it will happen you know but there's no use kicking and screaming and whinging and moaning and enjoy the ride guess everybody's dealing with their own hard behind closed doors because we're also used to just dealing with it and maybe if we stop just dealing with it and start talking about it and start making sure that we're all checking up on each other as much as we can with the limited spare time that we have maybe we can make it a little bit easier for each other which is one of the reasons I love this podcast movement that you're doing with you know we've all got to help each other we're all in it together because at the end of the day we're the only support that we have for each other really because nobody else gets it the way that that we get it you can tell a a story to a defense wife that you've never met and she's going to understand that story in seconds whereas you could spend three years trying to explain it to somebody else and they just will never ever understand so any words of wisdom for other spouses just starting the journey i guess you're a couple of years in 18 months in i'd say if they're going to kapuka take up that opportunity to write letters and i used it as a time to reflect on our relationship i took it as such a good time to really reflect on you know every relationship has the good the bad the ugly reflect on it and write to each other about what you want to change what you think you've grown on and really appreciate each other 
I think it was actually as much as I hated being a part, it was good for us because use that time to focus on your own independence and what you're capable of, because I don't think we know we're as capable as we are until we're in that situation. I always say to Joel, like, I'm fine by myself, but I'm better with you. And he's the same. Like we both can do it by ourselves, but we choose to be with each other because we love each other. And just be really open with your communication. Like we've even said lately, like we're still adapting back to each other. We spent 11 months by ourselves where he lived on base and everything was done for him. And, you know, I'll get angry because, you know, I'm doing the bills and the dishes and thinking about dinner and food prepping. And he doesn't, but he reminds me, which is true. He lived on a base, but all that was done for him for, for 11 months. So we really have to be aware of that constant adaption. You might live together for six months, but it could take longer than that to adapt to each other again and find that balance. It's not as easy and as quick as you think it is. With the routine, the complete opposite. I might just do whatever works, you know? If you move quite a lot with the military, you've got to be used to being adaptable. And for me, if I have a strict routine, then something happens or my husband says, I've got to be duty this night or I've got to go away for this or whatever, then you've got to adapt, you know? I mean, there's a routine to a point, but after that, I think sometimes it's okay to just... So screw it, we're having takeaways for dinner tonight, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Things that worked specifically for us were accepting help. Accepting help is a big thing and knowing that people do want to help. People want to open their arms and their houses to you and being the one to take that first step can be really hard. Being that one to sign up for a coffee day or a art class or something can be so so difficult and it's okay to be nervous and it's okay to be scared but just give it a try All what if it pays people, off the reward is huge exactly what yeah don't try not to look at it as oh god i feel like i'm you know i'm starting from scratch all these they're, they're already so they're already friends so, and there's no room for me but there is room for you there's always room for you you just kind of get that courage up and put your hand up put your name in just show up for something and you yeah. might you might not enjoy what's happening. You might not be good at craft. You might not enjoy coffee, but just show up. And then if you are the person in that location that, you know, the new person is showing up to or walking into that room and you're in it, be the person that you needed back then. Like, you know, come at it from their perspective as in, you know, what would you have wanted if you were the one walking into that room? A hundred percent. And if this podcast had been around when I was first started, I think I would have had confidence to know that I, I think I was, looking at it as oh woe it's me I'm the only person going through this but you're definitely not you will never ever be the only person experiencing this so if it's not that exact thing you're experiencing someone can empathize and all you've got to do is show up so I guess what have you learned as a defense spouse along the way like what would be that one mantra or that one little piece of advice that you would maybe give to a new spouse or someone that's just starting out as a spouse in my case if he comes home and tells me something that's not necessarily going to go our way i will have my little hissy fit my little moment and then i'll come back maybe 20 minutes later maybe an hour later maybe 24 hours later depending on how big it is and go all right not much we can do about it let's make this work so it's 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 not sweating the small stuff i think is is our big thing but allowing yourself to have that freak out if you need to and then yeah. re- regrouping and going, okay, well. He knows, he knows I'm going to come back to him and go, all right, you're done now? Have you got that out of your way? 
<laughs> yeah. Because you are allowed to have those feelings. Just because someone tells you you can't have something doesn't mean to say that you can't go, but why? That's not fair. Yes, things aren't going to be fair, but you are still allowed to, to feel that. Take it as it comes. And that's it, really taking it day by day. Really getting to know the area that you're going to. Like we had that advantage of having family there, but even if it's just online, it's usually mid-year that we kind of know, you know, where, what's going to happen with postings wise sort of thing. And that's it. Spend that time in between, you know, making that, like I had that list of the places that I wanted to see and go to. And I'm a big user of social media just because it's tied to my business, but I started adding local businesses and identities and things like that. So just to really get a feel of where I I was going to and I think that was really good because you're just not going into it completely blind of what the place is like and what's out there and what you can do I would definitely the open days and expos and things like that make use of them but actually go and talk to the people that are behind each of the booths because they're all there for a reason and they have different services to offer getting the information direct from the people and having that bit of a chat with them to ease any kind of anxiety of showing up at places and things like that I think is really valuable as well I think my biggest advice is that, you know, it's okay not to feel like you've got it all under control and it's okay not to be okay and you can ask for help and it doesn't make you not good enough. And yeah, I think it's just accepting things as they come and not trying to fight against them so much. Yeah. It would have been fairly early on in his deployment that like I was just on Pinterest looking at like I think it was care packages like box designs and that sort of thing because that's what I also did while he was away like I'd like decorate his little care package box thing that I sent to him and like I came across like this poem or prayer or whatever you want to call it and like it's first lines was lord grant me the greatness of mind to see the difference between his duty and his love for me and that sort of like resonated and like during his deployment and his field and all that it sort of always pops up in my mind like when it's getting a bit hard and it's just like it's not so much that he's away because he doesn't love me that what he does and our relationship they work in together because like we have a life together but you know he's not picking one over the other that just yeah. because he's got to go away for work and you know this is what he's trained for and this is what he does it doesn't mean that he's picking that over his love and you know he his want to be at home and his want to be with me and his family and like the dogs and everything like that everyone's on their own journey but often it can take longer to realize that and even though when you say it you think oh it's so simple to think of it that way but when you're in the thick of it in you know the first few years or even six seven eight nine ten years it's really hard to separate his loyalty or their loyalty and their their duty from their love and their commitment to their family because often they overlap and they don't have any choice about their duty but it yeah like you mentioned and like the poem says it doesn't lessen their love for you and for their family one of the best things I've learned is that defense spouses are such a good resource 
and so great for understanding what it's like to go through. So don't be afraid to talk to them and open up, especially when it's your first time and you feel like, you know, these people seem to have their stuff together and I'm just like rambling through trying to figure out how this all works. But we've all been there before. So finding those networks is great. And I think making sure that you communicate really openly and honestly with your partner is really important. That's really helps in terms of being able to just work through things and, you know, hard things that have made for fun adventures and good stories later. But at the time, we're just like, oh, why are we, how do we get through this? And so, yeah, I think open communication and just being okay with reaching out to other people especially defence people. I think they're some of the best people to talk to in terms of knowing what you're going through and being there to help out. And realising that network. we're all just trying to figure it out. Like even exactly. the ones that have been doing it for 20 years or, you know, we're yeah, just trying yeah. to figure it out. We might have other bits figured out. We might have acronyms down pat or we might know what that posting yeah. means or we might, but we're still trying to figure it out. I have learned that I do need to ask for help and it's very hypocritical of me to say this because I still don't do it well but I think my support network know when to just jump in and do it anyway. I think yeah routine's been a really big learning curve for us and we just try and keep things the same here at the house so if my husband's home he's home but if he's not here it doesn't really change anything from the kids perspective. I didn't want to have the girls relying on him for certain things so that it became less of a challenge when he's gone for a long time. I think the biggest lesson is that just recognizing like MWD and defense life or yeah, being associated with defense is that it's not an easy road. And because this is your everyday and you live this every day, you forget that some of these things are so challenging and you don't realize how strong you are until sometimes you step back or someone else recognizes that you're doing really well at something and you sort of step back and think, yeah, actually we are doing really well. And it's sort of been really a powerful lesson to know that we yeah. can do this on our own. Like even today, someone said, oh, was that your husband's ship? that came back on the weekend i'm like oh no we've still got six weeks oh my gosh still six weeks left i'm like yeah but that's not very long compared to what we've already done it's like it's gonna fly by don't worry you're like oh okay okay cool but yeah looking back on it you're like well yeah i guess that is a big deal to non-defense people they're like wow that's crazy yeah and people mean well but they can say really harsh things by you know when you tell them the situation or whatever and they say oh i would never do that or yeah you know just things like that where you think well that's okay we do and yeah. we make it work. I so hope you were able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in this together. We are all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I am always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.militarywifelife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you. 